Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry. And in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Hello, everyone. Today, we are going to be talking about a question that I see pop up in photography Facebook groups all the time. Actually, it's not a question. It's the question to a story. So a lot of times photographers will come on and share recent sessions they did or bookings and people will inevitably ask in the comments, where did those bookings come from? Because right now it sort of feels like very difficult to get bookings. And there are people, of course, who are outside of this metric. Um, But the majority of the photographers that I speak to or see are kind of stuck in this. And there's a couple reasons for that. One is I've talked about in previous episodes about how I just always forget that this time of year makes me feel my most insecure about the ability to book sessions. And it's weird that I forget it because I've documented it over and over. The lovely uh, Facebook memories will pop up and it'll be me, I can tell, in some chaotic energy trying to grasp at people to book me, even though I then went on that year to book to like photograph over 150 people. But the energy I had at this time of year was scarce and chaotic and grabby. And so I do it every time. And and you probably may do it every time. And I think a lot of people are doing it all the time. But since I've been so invested in teaching marketing, part of my thing is I always want to lead by example. That's very important to me. I see a lot of grifty marketing teachers who are giving bad advice and have completely left the photography world. And that's all they're talking about now is what helped them back when they did it and it's no longer relevant. So I always want to be in the trenches of it as much as I can. So with that, I'm going to share where my last four bookings came from. I had four bookings this week. There are four different types of sessions, so I'll talk about that, but mostly I'll talk about where they came from because I feel like that's such a tangible question that everyone wants to know. As you guys know, I don't have, I don't focus my marketing efforts on referrals just because I have found that a lot of people that come into my business via a referral can often come into my brand sideways. So they like someone's images or they asked for a recommendation for a photographer and that person who's worked with me has given them a recommendation and they might send me an email without involving themselves in my brand, which I really like people to come through my brand in that organic way if possible. Many of my referrals are great, but I have just found this to be true. Um, So I've never been a huge build upon referrals type person, even though for many business models, it works. If you have a more traditional photography approach, it will probably work really well for you to rely on referrals. My playful adventure sessions, um, I really like people to come into the brand organically or at least come in through an education path so that they are educated about how to work with me and that it's not 
we're all standing and staring at the camera just to get the result of a photo. So none of these people were referrals is what I'm trying to say. Cause you might think someone with my experience and this is making me sound like I no one ever refers me and I'm unreferable, which I do not think is true. I'm just saying I get a lot of referrals every year, but it's not where I put all my focus. If you want to put your focus there, that is awesome. I think referral programs are great, especially when you're in building stage so that you can help people refer you in the right way. Um, but anyway, tangent. This is a, the day of tangents. The weather is gloomy. When I'm sad, I go on tangents. Okay. So first one came from a Facebook group and the post that I commented on for this literally said the post was, I'm a member of, I think three different mom parenting Facebook groups in my direct area. They're probably within 20 miles of my home. And the post said, I want to get maternity photos done. And you've seen this post a million times, but I don't want to spend an arm and a leg, a leg, any recommendations. And so normally I would be like, oh, I don't, I cost several arms and maybe a leg and possibly some toes compared to what everyone else in my area is charging. So she wasn't writing to me. So I understand that. But what I did do is I commented on it in a really friendly way. I didn't address price at all. And I linked directly to my best maternity sessions And another person who was just reading that thread or possibly Googled or searched within the group maternity photographer, which is the piece that a lot of people miss out on when they're thinking about Facebook groups is they don't, they don't think about the long-term searchability of what post you're commenting on. And she found me in that and she booked a studio maternity with me. So it's, fairly direct. If you think about how she came into the brand, she came in like a really good way. Trust was really high, especially because the way that a lot of people comment on Facebook posts, Facebook group posts are, it's very generic. So they'll be like, here's my Insta. And then it's like, you are putting so much work on the person already. Whereas if you had a page or a blog post that was literally everything a maternity client needs to know, when to shoot, um, your favorite location, styling ideas, and then right at the bottom was your availability. That is what we call a trust building path to booking. So that is what I did. And that is what that person had access to. So I have had multiple people book me from Facebook groups just in 2024. And every single time it was not the original poster who booked, it was a reader, a consumer who was also in the market, but didn't post question. Okay, the second one came from, on my studio Instagram, I'm always running a low-cost Facebook ad, and I talk about this a lot, that I think it's vital for every single creative business owner to be running a a low-cost Facebook ad on their business all the time. So one thing that's changed is that for some reason, because the world hates creatives, Apple decided that if you create, if you boost a post on your phone via Facebook ads, Google is going to charge a 30%. This isn't started yet, but starting soon, a 30% surplus for you to do that on the phone because it's like the Google, the app store, the Apple app store. So if you are venturing into the world of ads, you want to make sure that any ad you're creating is either through the app, the meta app, or on your desktop. But anyway, this, this ad 
was a milestone in my studio. I offer milestone sessions. So it was my a milestone post that was very on brand for me and very helpful. And that's the post I boosted and or that's the, bo- the post I ran the ad on. And she came through that ad and booked a milestone session without ever talking to me. And I sent her all her styling stuff and we're good to go. Neither of those, neither of these two people I spoke to before they booked. Okay. Third is SEO. So I have SEO on my main locations. So where I shoot in Washington, I try to get, gather some SEO for those spots as well. So that if someone's looking in that area, even though I'm not the local photographer, I shoot there. So I'll pop up, pop up. So that happened to a town near me and this family reached out. Uh, February 2nd. And they said, Hey, we saw your work. We love it. We live in this town. We see that you shoot here. Can you clarify the places that you shoot? Which I was like, yes, of course I shoot at these two places. And I sent them, you know, maybe I didn't even send, I think I just, they knew the places. So I was like, these are the two places I like to shoot in your town. I would love to do that. I added more availability because they told me a little bit about what month they were looking at. I said, I added a little bit of availability on my online online calendar. If you have any questions, let me know. And then last night they booked. So that was a month that went by and I never, uh, and this may be like another bad marketing, like a marketing guru might slap my wrist, but I do not overly follow up with people that email me like to book because I usually give so much information and so many ways to having answered questions and I, I present myself as an open book if they need more support. I really don't like the energy of chasing at all in my business that like really like I'm all about attracting. And so I feel like if I'm constantly following up with people who emailed me, it possibly could work, but I don't like for some reason the energy that I feel when I'm writing that email. So generally I try to be as helpful in that return email as possible. And I offer them everything that I have to help them build trust around their particular question. And then I just let it be because I want to trust that they will book me or not. And I would say that 90% of my inquiries book me. And if they don't, it's always because of availability issue. So I had one person this week not book because they were flying out of town on the day that I was going to be able to shoot them. Or they said the date didn't, the the time, the time, the golden hour time that I was the only time that I was willing to shoot to stay within my portfolio wasn't going to work for them. They were coming in from out of town. So again, that's fine. I'm, that, I'm not losing any sleep over that. I don't want to change that time because I want to stick with how I like to create. Okay, fourth one was from Instagram. The message came through. She said, I have been following you for a long time and I see you keep sharing these wildflower sessions and we would love one. Um, However, none of your online dates work. So this is another thing that like, she has already followed me on Instagram, went to my site, gone to those sessions, peeked through, oops, there's not a date there that works for her. So then she reached out and I was like, oh yeah, well, let me see if I have any other availability. So I shifted some things around and then we were able to book the wildflower session. So a lot of times, and what I teach in marketing is the very first thing you need to have is a bookable foundation. And and that is the very first step because if you're sending people somewhere confusing, you've lost the game before you even started. Third is you just need to 
be an empathetic marketer. Like I talk about all the time, figuring out the pain points of your potential client. Their absolutely number one fear across the board is that when they do the session with you, it won't be what they saw on your portfolio. So how you ease that fear in your marketing at all times is paramount. Behind the scenes content is great. Everything that that you could think about if you put yourself empathetically in the shoes of your client and your fear point was, I'm going to go to the wildflowers and it's not going to look anything like these images I fell, I fell in love with. How do you help them build trust through that fear? So all of these, the reason I was able to quote unquote, convert all of these people to bookings, most of them without even talking to me, is because I had that bookable trust, high trust foundation and I had systems in place to continue to educate and build trust throughout the booking process. And then they were able, like most consumers want to do, I will keep saying it until my toes fall off. I don't even know why they would fall off, but it may be when I get really old, that people want to have it be easy. And that's what we talked about in the last episode. How can it be easy? I still, you know, every, I I have a broadcast channel on Instagram and the other yesterday or the day before I said, if you're feeling stuck, send me a DM and tell me what you're stuck on. And so this person said, well, I just keep sending people to my website and I feel like everyone just ghosts me. So I went to her website and as a photographer myself, I got, I basically ended up in five dead ends. There was absolutely no flow. So I would try to learn about something, end up in a dead end. I would go back, which asking a human being on planet earth to click the back button on your website is the same as like asking them to give you a hundred dollars. They're just not going to do it. But I did it and I was bouncing all around in this dead end zone and I wasn't able to build any trust and I felt my emotion go to confusion and overwhelm. So I was like, that is what is going on. People fell in love with something. They like your work. They think it's really pretty, but there's still a threshold of energy that they're going to be willing to put in and clicking around and trying to climb out of the pit of your website just is not something they're going to want to do. So I hope that hearing this was really helpful. I try to be as transparent as possible when I can and just goes to show that there is no, for the majority of working photographers out there, There's generally not one booking path. And if you do have one booking path, no matter what it is, it's potentially dangerous. So like the friends of mine that built off email lists and now all their clients are getting older and their kids are 14 and 15 and nobody wants photos anymore. um, That was actually putting all their eggs in that email list basket was actually dangerous in the long term. If you want to be in business for five years, it's perfect. If you want to be in business for 15 years, The same 50 families can't support your business because their lives are going to change and you don't have any new increase coming through the pipeline. So having my mindset of, and I was talking to this about, talking about this to one of my mastermind students, is that one of the things that has helped me the most in my business is assuming that no one's going to contact me. (laughs) Assuming that even though I photographed a thousand families, that somehow I'll just lose relevancy completely. And so I keep marketing as someone who is open to new people all the time. And even if I am booked, I'm building a little wait list and creating interest in the next season. So I have ways to capture interest if I'm there and able to book with me right now, but I will never be someone as long as I am taking clients, I will never be someone who just sits back 
and says like, oh, well, I'm booked for the year, so I'll just sit. It's just too terrifying for me. So being a curious, open marketer has led to me getting a variety of types of new inquiries coming in all the time, which is what helps me remain booked. And if I want to eventually leave this business or give it to someone or sell it, I have those systems in place that I can then tell the other person, okay, here's the type of work that I put in to make sure that I have multiple inquiry streams coming into my business at all times. Okay, mastermind update, just real quick, just two seats left. So if you want one, snag one. How it works when you get a seat is there's like three payment options, I think, because I didn't want money to be an issue for people as a reason that they didn't come into the mastermind because I know that this time of year, it can be difficult. There's not a lot of clients coming in. So I gave as many payment options as I could really think of that could fit any and all budgets. So I don't want money to be an issue for you. Um, but the amount of access that you have to me and to get personalized questions answered, I know that it is very worth what the mastermind is costs. So if you do have some sort of financial issue, you can always message me and we can talk about it. Once you get in, then as, as we get closer, I'm going to send everyone a questionnaire and it's going to have questions about where your business is now and where you want to be when you leave the, the mastermind. And then we have the three different calls throughout the five weeks. And then at all times you have access to me via Voxer, which is like a walkie talkie app. So I want to share an example of what that looks like. So I had a client or sorry, a person in the mastermind who was putting together their spring mini marketing materials and they wanted me to look at it. So they sent me a Voxer saying, Hey, here's my new marketing materials. We take a look at them. And I looked at them and kind of gave them some ideas of things that they could critique. And then I helped them decide exactly where they were going to place them and how many times they were going to need to talk about them on two to three different channels and how they could create an in-person connection within those spring minis to bring even more awareness. So those are the types of, that's the type of access that's available. So if you are on the fence, you can always send me a DM. I am happy to chat with you about it, but I'm really excited about it. It's honestly my favorite thing that I've done in my business on the education side ever. So I hope that helps and I will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.